0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It has been a rough week for the Knicks with the injuries, a controversial loss the other night in Houston. But now a chance to get healthy, a chance to rejuvenate. The All-Star break could not have come at a better time right now. They need it. They need to get right, get healthy, and gear up for the second half of the season. And they can do it once they get their guys back.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Knicks Film School postgame show, no, I am not Jonathan Macri. It's your boy, GMAC, also known as Andrew Claudio, on my birth certificate. Filling in for the Mac man on Valentine's Day. Uh, first of all, happy Valentine's Day to all the couples out there, all the single people out there, too. You know, you're probably going through a season right now where you're you're dating the Knicks or just figuring yourself out. Believe me, the Knicks... Uh, uh, could probably use somebody to to keep them warm at night right now, as injured as they are. Uh, so, uh, happy Valentine's Day to all the couples out there. I'll say that, and um, of course, my wife, who uh, we were celebrating on Friday, and she had to uh, endure me watching this uh, basketball game tonight. But um, so, uh, I'll just get that out the way now. To those of you that are tuning in on what is supposed to be a holiday, I appreciate you doing so. Um this is also the first game uh the last game I should say before the Knicks head into the All-Star break and my god did they need this All-Star break badly uh 118 to 100 is the final down in Orlando MSG Disney as I'll call it uh the the Knicks Are fifth in the, in the Eastern conference, they, you could say they fall into fifth. It feels like it was just two weeks ago that they were a half game out of the two seed. And it's because it was just two weeks ago that they were a half game out of the two seed. Um, They've lost five of six. And it would seem as if this would be a bit of a venting session. And you wonder if the deadline moves were failures and if the sky is falling, Let's start here. I need everybody to, to follow my lead here, okay? Because I will take you through this therapy session. Let's start here. Inhale. Exhale. And then just repeat doing that. There are a lot of basketball players that have been in the Knicks rotation for the last two weeks, we'll say, that will not be in the rotation when things matter. Jericho Sims, love you. Great depth piece. A great third center. Um, you see how far away the rim protection goes when he's your starting center or just really the majority of the time center. Uh, Deuce McBride I actually have liked his minutes here and there. I think he's a depth piece too. He's a good 10th man uh, and a, a guy that can step up in a pinch. Maybe even at times your ninth man, depending on who's, who's there to play. Uh, I liken him to the the Frank Kina role just he has more offensive ability than the Probably won't be in this rotation come come playoff time. I will say the Precious Achua conversation is getting interesting because he has just continued to look outstanding over the last two weeks, really since he's been asked to play 40 plus minutes a game. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what how that develops. And then Taj Gibson played nine minutes tonight, has played a lot of minutes since signing another 10-day with the Knicks. Uh, I think he's the Udonis Haslam. And if you'll note, how very few minutes the Heat used to play Udonis Haslam, and anytime the Knicks would play the Heat, and he found minutes just because the the Heat were injured, I just look at the jump shot and see like bunnies that he was coming up short on, and just you'd recognize, oh, this is what a a fifteenth man that's more of a a veteran presence and to to establish culture looks like. So all these different guys, Jacob Toppin. I, I hope we could put the Westchester box scores to bed and being like, why don't you play him? I, that's not an NBA player yet. Okay. Taj Gibson's not an NBA player anymore. Jacob Toppin's not an NBA player yet. And all of that being said, the Knicks are still the five seed. If I told you before this season that the Knicks would be 33 and 22 going into the All Star break, the five seed, with like, and especially if I told you all the injuries they were going to sustain. Now, I would have to be a crazy fortune teller to, to also add, oh, yeah, and they traded RJ and Quentin Grimes and quickly for OGN and OB, Precious Achua, um, Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks, right? Uh, obviously, there's some context missing here, but they're not in the worst place possible. They need to get their guys back. We have eight days. Where all they're going to do is rest. Anybody that's been worried about minutes, worried about Tibbs injuring your favorite player, or just worried about injuring a player on the team, or just how about this playing basketball and them catching injuries? You got eight days where you don't have to worry about that. They're not going to play another game until Thursday. Your biggest worry is Jalen Brunson getting hurt in the All Star game, which I don't think that's a big worry. That's a scrimmage, you know, or the three point contest. Again, it's these are festivities we're, we're talking about. We should look at. As the whole, the Knicks are five games back, have a a somewhat of a a mid-easy schedule. They do have some tough games. They do have three games with Detroit the rest of the year, two of which are at the Garden. Um, They have some games against Philly, all of which will probably be without Joel Embiid. And I'm expecting Bogdanovich to be back after the break. I'm expecting Hartenstein to be back after the break. I'm expecting DiVincenzo to be back after the break. I think if they have all three of those guys back, I think they win both games this week. And on the other side of the break, I think they beat Philly if they get all three of those guys back on the other side of the break. So, again, this has been a frustrating week. These last six games have been equally as frustrating. If you want my thoughts on this game, I'll give you two positives and two negatives. Uh, We'll start with Jalen Brunson just being... Awesome! That first quarter, I was wondering if we were headed for some history. Uh, finishes the game. He had twenty points in the first quarter. Finishes the game with thirty-three points on twenty-one shots. And it's really funny because I was wondering what Tibbs was going to do in the second quarter. I I was almost worried that oh he's going to play him forty-eight minutes because he doesn't have enough offensive punch. And then he puts in the the Alec Burks uh, Deuce McBride backcourt for the second quarter. The problem is it also coincided with Jacob Toppin and Taj Gibson in the game as well. And like I said, we're talking about a guy who's not an NBA player yet. And a guy that isn't an NBA player anymore. The the magic went on a 17 0 run to completely erase a 12 point lead that the Knicks have built. And Brunson came back in uh, four minutes into the second quarter. Um, And then Paolo Bonchero just, it's funny. I've I've joined in the the impact metric crowd about how Palo's not deserving of being an all-star. And he made me look silly tonight. That looked like an all-star. I'm there's a a, a jersey over my right shoulder with the the number seven and the name Anthony on it. That was was mellow reminiscent. The fact my my favorite mellow game, I think, is the 50-point game he had in Miami, where he didn't take any free throws and it was all jump shots. Uh, tonight, 36 points, 15 of 20, and 6 of 10 from 3 uh, to go along with 7 rebounds and 5 assists. Uh, that looked like an all-star to me, so I'll, I'll, I'll gladly eat some crow. Uh, but Brunson at least brought his end of, of the bargain um, in, in looking like an all-star tonight. And then again, this, this precious Achua performances that we're seeing. Benji's Knicks film thread today... Uh, was all about Precious and how some of his limitations on offense clearly show his inability to really make you pay on defense in, in, as as a three-point shooter and as a spacer, teams are just leaving him alone, which really crowds the paint. However, 23 points, 14 rebounds, 10 of them offensive, and five assists tonight. Um, I, I'm curious to see what they do on the other side um, of the break. I... I know they're not going to have Mitch back anytime soon. Uh, Precious would be my backup five. I've kind of liked him at the four, though. I I wonder what happens when I just, I'm just curious to see what happens. He's clearly still in the rotation for the for the, for the foreseeable future as either the backup five or um, you know maybe he plays some minutes at the four while while they're still getting healthy uh, in the backup unit. So, uh, but good job by Precious and and I play 43 minutes. He's just playing 40 minutes consistently. It's actually insane. The two negatives. Um, So let's talk about Alec Burks. Uh, Since joining the Knicks, rejoining the Knicks, a move I was in favor of, a move I still think is going to work out long term. He has not looked great. And a shout out to to Nikias Duncan of the Dunker Spot who went on Fred Katz's pod this week, Katz and Shoot. I wonder if you've heard of it if you've watched our our content or listened to our content lately. Uh, And he... He described Alec Burks' first couple games with the Knicks, as y'all know why I'm here. <laughs> and he's he's very much, he, he understands the assignment. He knows I'm here to get buckets. I have a green light. Uh, he shot 5 of 16 tonight, 2 of 6 uh, from from 3 uh, for 13 points. He did not have a good game. I am not in favor of 30 starting for Alec Burks. I don't think he's going to play. 30 starting minutes. I'm in favor of him in the right rotation when Ananobi's back, when Josh Hart is back, when Boyan is back and when Brunson is back, like there are lineups where they can prioritize shooting and don't have to concede the defense so much when that will feature Alec Burks uh, in this, these first three games has just not been a great sample so far. I think we need to give it more than three games for sure. But um, I look, I'd like to see what he looks like when he has any hint of rim protection behind him because I do think he's looked pretty poor on defense. I would like to see what it looks like in offense where he has some dependable pick and roll partners as well. because uh, there will be games where it's like, oh my gosh, Alec Burks had 27 points off the bench tonight. Let, where did that happen? Uh, but he was he was pretty bad tonight. And the other negative, it's funny, I, I thought Josh Hart's defense was average, but it was also like the bad was really bad. Like there were some closeouts that he missed. Um I think the way the Knicks guarded Palo tonight. He was hitting everything, so it's tough. I thought they went under screens a little too often. I also think Paolo was making them pay on the dribble because it, it was just get by the first line of defense, and the the lane is wide open because the Knicks didn't have a true rim protector in the game, or at least a one that needs to retire. Uh, so, um, yeah, I. It, there's there's no real takeaways you can have from this game to be completely honest, and I'm, I'm sure there are people upset in the super chats. I'm positive, and I'm I'm here to be your your venting sesh. Okay, get out whatever for any frustrations you want, fire whoever you want, trade whoever you want, bench whoever you want. I'm here to hear it all. I would just ask that you recognize the team's still 33 and 22. Every national pundit thinks highly of the healthy version of this team. You know, a guy we all respect, Zach Lowe said, I expect the Knicks to still be in the race for the two or three seed. And they're the team that I think will give Boston the best fight. Um, Brian Windhorst echoed the same sentiment. Um, Bill Simmons echoed the same sentiment. A lot of people that we trust in this industry that follow X's and O's and pay attention to the narratives are like the healthy version of this Knicks team. Is going to be a force to be reckoned with, and the the infamous line about about a team that I never know if it's a compliment or not. It's nobody wants to play this team. Well, I mean, look, this version of the team. I'm sure you want to play them. They don't have they had like four NBA players on the team tonight. But I I would I would ask you to exercise some patience. Okay, we've waited a long time for a team with the potential ceiling like this. And like I said, on the, for those who turned into the pregame pod today, the guy who joined me, uh, Dante Marcatelli, uh, who, who works for uh, Bally Sports Florida, he said, if you missed it, um, I'm just really excited about what the, the ceiling is of your basketball team. And I was like, I'd love to eventually see what that team looks like. That, that fun version that everybody keeps describing. Um, I think we just have to wait a little longer. Thankfully, we have eight days where nobody's going to get Any any overuse, no one's gonna play more than forty minutes. Nobody's gonna run into Jaime Hawkins Jr. and a a dirty, dirty uh, shot attempt. Nobody's bone spurs are gonna develop in their elbow. Okay, nobody's gonna trip over someone and re-injure their Achilles. Everybody's just gonna rest, hopefully. Okay, I'm sure the, the tickets to Cancun are already being booked for a lot of these guys or Aruba or wherever. Okay. And I hope all of you, <laughs> because I know I definitely need it, take a much-needed break. If you want, I'll go through. If you want to send in super chats that are about recommendations for break, you can. Um, I got movie recommendations for you. I got TV recommendations for you. Baseball started today, kind of. Pitchers and catches reported. Um, but I would ask that as frustrated as we are with losing 5 of, five of 6, we keep it somewhat big picture about this team. There is a a really good basketball team with a very high ceiling. We saw it in January. When they get that version back healthy, this season will once again be fun. I'm very confident in saying that.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. And with that,
1: let's get to the Super Chats. I appreciate everybody joining me. I know, again, Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you that tuned in on Valentine's Day after a very annoying Knicks loss um, to to, to, to hear me talk about uh, that said annoying Knicks loss. And let's see what everybody has to say one more time about said annoying Knicks loss. We start with Mythic Monty. Oh, man. Burks is not a point guard. Runoffice didn't learn this lesson the last time. I have questions about the second unit, even if we are fully healthy going forward. Um, so I don't think Deuce is a point guard either. I think he's a basketball player. I think the, the, when they've run the offense through him, it hasn't looked great either. What I what I will say, Burks has not looked good. So I I can't like put down your frustrations here, Mythic Monty. The thing I would say is I I I personally want to see what this second unit looks like when he's next to OG Ananobi, when he's next to um, Boyan Bogdanovich and Josh Hart, when they go to their full complement of guys. I want to see what that looks like. The early returns are not great. I don't disagree with you. It's too early to fully dismiss this move. That That's just where I am. And speaking of dismissing, thank you, Mythic Monta, for the contribution. Alex, sorry, John. John's not here, but I'll relay the message. Point Burks is basketball terrorism by Tibbs. Man, he's Tibbs. Alex Burks is a weapon of mass destruction, according to Alex. Uh, was done with that experiment two years ago and more done with it now. Let Deuce be the backup. So that's not realistic, unfortunately, for you. But um, again, I want to see what this team looks like healthy. I want to see what the what they look like in transition when you have multiple ball handlers. Um, I do have questions about. Like, I'm not going to. This is where I'll echo Benji's sentiments. I do think there's a a defensive um, floor that is new. Like, it's much lower than it used to be. Like that was the thing about the about the second unit before the trade that you could appreciate. It was in the 100th percentile in points allowed per hundred possessions. And it was in the zeroth percentile in points scored for 100 possessions. So the Knicks weren't, weren't losing the lead. They also weren't building the lead at all. And now it just scoring becomes so much more imperative when you add guys like Burks and, and Boyan. Um, this is just I know he's been he hasn't been great the first three games. I agree with you, Alex. I, Boyan's not there tonight. No OG. No, I mean, shoot, no Randall. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of mixing and matching on the second unit. I think you'll see Brunson play with Burks at times in the second unit. Um, I, I, I again, got to give it more than three games is all I ask. If we're in March and it still looks like this, then I'll, I'll come to your side more or so. But, um, I, I appreciate the contribution. And in fact, you got another one. P- oh, man. Post All Star break rotation needs to be Brunson. Devo, Heart, Precious, I-Heart as starters. Okay. Uh, With Boyan, Deuce, and Sims as the bench, with Burks only playing as necessary. So we're taking Alec Burks completely out of the rotation already after three bad games where they've been shorthanded and haven't had an NBA center. Um, I disagree. I think you gotta give it more time. I also think if you have your full complement of players, Burks isn't playing. Like, he played 17 minutes the other night. That was fine. Like 17 Alec Burks minutes with the right teammates around him is is absolutely fine. And look, you're gonna get Deuce in for a while. Um, I they're, they're still integrating everybody into the new the new system. I I'm not. I've I've seen way too many Alec Burks heat checks this season. I get it. It was with with the Pistons, but. Again, like he was not—he's here to play with better basketball players. So when those heat checks happen, you could also build on them. So um, thank you, Alex, for the contribution—the multiple contributions tonight. Colin Reardon, even with injuries, one in five is unfucking acceptable. Good God! Well, he says GG. So I don't know if it's
2: Good God, goodness gracious, good game, uh, great googly moogly.
1: Um, they, they're not... They don't have... I don't think they played any of these games, these six games, with more than six players that will be in their, in their playoff rotation. Um, one of the losses didn't have Jalen Brunson. One of the losses didn't have Harten... Oh, shoot. Five of the losses. Four of the losses didn't have Hartenstein. Um, one of the losses didn't have... DiVincenzo, and one of the losses didn't have on, and one of the losses being held under protest. They're not going to win said protest, but um, context matters. I, it, I'm frustrated, too. I never like watching my basketball team lose. I hear you, Colin. Context matters. Like, the, the, the Warriors won um, the championship two years ago and had a, a seven-game losing streak after they lost Steph Curry that happened that season. Um, like, context matters. If... They they were one in five in their last six and had everybody back. I, we'd be having a much different tone here tonight. Um, I You, you got to think about the big picture. One in five is frustrating. It's a little bit easier to accept when you understand the context. Thank you, Colin. Mr. Cappuccini. John, I always appreciate your contributions, but man... He's got two of them, two silver linings. One, grateful we didn't have this kind of injury, bad luck last year. We wouldn't have survived, and there wouldn't have been immaculate vibes coming in this season. We can absorb this. So I'll stay on this. The cool thing about what this new version of the Knicks could potentially be is like every regular season game has mattered in the Tibbs era, the first three years and it's been like enjoy this now because there's there's no real playoff expectations to have like enjoy enjoy these 47 wins like we did last year right and now with how people are talking about this team with how how good i think this team could potentially be in the playoffs man I, like down to your point like the vibes are almost like projected into the future and we have to work toward them and wait for them so like yeah, we can absorb this, and it's good they went fifteen and two after the Ananobi trade because they built themselves a cushion. So that way, when these injuries started to happen, they can withstand a one in five stretch to to end the the like again the context of it all. As I was saying to Colin, they're fifteen and seven since the Ananobi trade, which all of us would have signed up for that if the day of that Minnesota game. Like, what's what would you sign up for now going into the break? There's there's twenty two games. I'll take fifteen and seven. So, um, yeah, I agree. They can absorb this, Tom. Then you've got another one. Number two, we play Detroit. We play Detroit in three games. It's always darkest before the dawn, folks. I think we will be all right. Enjoy the break, everyone. I'll see you guys next week. Dom, good attitude, good perspective. I appreciate you, my man. And I hope you have a good all-star break. I sincerely mean that. I'm headed out south to some warm weather. I hope, listen, I know, like, this is... I know you guys probably don't have the ability to go away or maybe you are because I know kids are out of school next week. Maybe people are going on vacation. Um, I hope people are doing something fun while the, I hope you're doing something fun while, while the Knicks are not playing next week, watch the movies, take your significant others out uh, for, for dinner. Do have a game night. If you can, you know, catch up on a show. If you can, you know, do something fun. That is my recommendation. That is, that is, Dr. Claudio's recommendation for tonight. Thank you, Dom. Sheldon Gomes, how much is too crazy to match for a Chua in the offseason? So, you know what's crazy, Sheldon? I was thinking the exact same thing. Uh, This is a Jeremy question because any answer I give, which is be very half-assed, like I don't don't know the exact number that the Knicks could be able to afford to avoid going over the tax or if they want to go over the tax. I believe a qualifying offer should be offered because even if he turns it down, they can um, uh, turn it into a trade exception. Again, Jeremy will correct me in the future uh, if I'm right or wrong about that. Uh, It's a thought I had, Sheldon, that maybe they could turn it, whatever offer he gets into a sign and trade. And look, if a big superstar trade happens this offseason and the Knicks are in need of bodies... We now know they have a death piece in Precious Achua that can play rotation minutes. Like I'm I'm intrigued by what this has become. I know a lot of Raptors fans, even Miami Heat fans, told us that like I'll be aware, you're gonna have moments of Precious where they're gonna be nice. We're past moments. We're, we're at the point of like, no, this is like like nine or ten games where I'm like wanting him on the floor at the most important minutes. You know what he was on defense on, on Monday night in, in the, the great Houston robbery. Um, that was like like Alex said it on on Monday in the post game. Like the most annoying part about the phantom foul was it completely erased Preston and Chua's defense on the play that he swatted the ball out, which led to the holiday heave. Uh, and then tonight, like he ten offensive rebounds tonight. This is what we loved from Mitchell Robinson. So yeah, I I have no idea what the number is, Sheldon. I'm I'm intrigued by continuing this relationship further than this year. I'll say that. Uh, thank you, Sheldon, for the contribution. Hush Zoo! Or Hush Z. What are we calling you now, by the way? Hit, hit me up in the chat. Um, it was a great career, Taj. It's time to move on. Cannot disagree, Hush. And it's the most frustrating part of all of this is, you know, seeing the Knicks lose and they go they also have to watch the end of Taj Gibson as, as it happens. Um, I hope there is a Ryan Archie. it's not even Archie because Archie, even when the Knicks were in need of minutes or bodies, he never played. Um, I hope there's a Taj Gibson or Taj Gibson, a unanimous Haslam role for Taj on this team where he's the 15th guy doesn't play and finds a way to, be like like Dark Rose. Dark Rose was last year, you know. Um, I got a, I got a soft spot in my heart for, for Taj Gibson. That first we hear season, he was a lot of the he played a lot of really good minutes for the Knicks, and he was part of reestablishing the culture that we've seen. You know, like there's there's like six or seven people that are responsible for this turnaround, and they all have like a piece of the turnaround pie. You know, Tibbs has a gigantic slice. Leon has a gigantic slice of it. Uh Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle have giant slices of it. Then there are these little 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 bites that we give out. Um you know, the guys that they've traded, RJ Quick, um Taj plays a role in that. Derek Rose plays a role in that. Um Yeah. So I again I got a soft spot in my my spot for Taj in my heart for Taj. Even if I Don't think he needs to play NBA basketball at a competitive level anymore. So, thank you, Hush. Kevin Danishevsky, come on, Miami, for once. Thank God break is here. Who's Miami playing at the moment? Miami. So, let's go through a scoreboard. So, is this net
2: score real? The little brother lost in Boston tonight by 50 points. Who played? Bridges played. Thomas played Vinie Sp- they whole roster played. Tatum played Jim Brown didn't play. Are you kidding me? I'm with Benji. We need relegation.
1: That's for those who don't know, the Boston Celtics beat the Brooklyn nets one thirty six to eighty six tonight that is that is jarring. okay. I feel bad about I feel better about my night. The Knicks at least had like their d team out there and You know, put up a fight for three quarters. Okay. I feel better. Somewhat better. I know the Knicks lost five of six, have higher expectations, but at least we're not the Nets. That's the motto of tonight. At least we're not the Nets. Uh, Who's Miami playing, Kevin, that I need to pay attention to? Miami is playing... Oh, they played Philly and won! Oh, okay. Thank you, Miami Heat, for your victory tonight. That doesn't scare me at all that they're 30 and 25 now and hovering around the six seed. No, that doesn't scare me. I'm glad they won tonight. They beat the Sixers. The Knicks remain in... Oh, that means... Hold on a second. The Knicks are back up to fourth, so I take back everything I said about the five seed. If I told you before the season, the Knicks would go into the all-star break as the four seed and just two games back for the three seed and just three and a half back for the two seed, I think we all would have signed up for it. So, you got your wish, Kevin. Um, Bit of Some other out-of-town scoreboards. Chicago is tied with the Cavs in Cleveland. That's got to be two straight losses for Cleveland. Who's playing? Mitchell's playing. Yeah, Cleveland's fully healthy. Interesting. They only went with an eight-man rotation, too. Okay. Um, Cleveland's now up three. We're not watching that game. And Indiana is... Oh, this is the Siakam return. Indiana is playing Toronto. Indiana's up three with 20 seconds left. Let's check on quickly and RJ. Geez, RJ again. RJ Barrett, 23 points on 16 shots, eight rebounds. Good for him. And quickly, 14 on 11 shots, but six rebounds, six, seven assists. Okay. Thank you, Kev, for that out of town scoreboard that you helped me look at. Um, Knicks are still the four seed. I'll take it. And I'm going to just glance over at the at the Cleveland game. I'm going to put that on the, the ESPN game cast so I can hope that Chicago takes care of it. Helps us out too. Cause I'd like to stay within like four games of, of Cleveland for, for two, if that's okay. Thank you, Kevin. Next up, Charlie boy, the third GMAC. I know we have to get healthy, but with every new injury, I can't shake the feeling that we might not ever see this team at 100% this season. Just so frustrating. Watch us lose all of these winnable games. So let's take a step back here, Charlie. Tonight, I don't know how winnable it is when you're missing the six guys that the Knicks were winning. What we're missing. On Monday, the NBA literally said that the Knicks shouldn't have lost the way they did. So that's it's frustrating. I agree. But. That's that has nothing to do with who was out. Like they probably win, don't get me wrong. I shouldn't say it has nothing to do with who was out, but they had an opportunity to win that game. And then, you know, a former Miami cop stepped in and helped the Knicks lose the game. Uh so I, I don't fully put that on on this stretch. The Indiana game was the first game of Burks and Boyan. Um Indiana. The, their offense showed what they were. You're really going to need more offensive firepower. And this is, I, I'm telling you, this is where the heart and shine injury is the biggest one, Charlie. And that one I think is going to be when the Knicks get him back, you'll see the biggest difference. Like, Oh my gosh, we have a good center an NBA center. That's the number one and de- literally number one in defensive EPM this year. So getting him back will help. And look, this is where Charlie, I'll tell you, look at the reporting. Nobody has said any of these injuries, even Mitchell Robinson, Is season ending yet? Nobody, I mean, nobody is talking about the Knicks in if terms. No one's saying if they get healthy. It's when the Knicks have made moves to prioritize the when. Okay. There's like, there are versions of this team in the past three years where, like, okay, go play through it, Hartenstein. Go play through it, DiVincenzo. Like, we need you back because these games matter. They're prioritizing the future. And there's a shift that all of us have to make in recognizing that as much as like the ethos and Tibbs and blah, 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 like the, the, every regular season games matter, like all that. It's cool. And I think it's led to the, the, the culture that exists now. There is a future that we can look forward to also. That is very soon. And it's when these guys come back, I'm telling you, Charlie, it's when, so enjoy the break. We'll get some guys back and we'll play Philly on the other side. Miami without Jimmy, I believe without Jimmy Butler. Let's just double check this. Miami didn't have Jimmy Butler tonight. Yeah, without Jimmy Butler and Terry Rozier, they beat Philly tonight. If they can do that, the Knicks getting Hartenstein, getting Devo and getting uh, Boyan Bogdanovich back can go into Philly and win too. So, there is a a light at the end of this tunnel. I promise you, Charlie. Thank you for the contribution. Sincerely, this is a generous contribution. Thank you for that. There is one exception, though, that may be our fault, Charlie. So, next one is Alex. One in five since the KFS watch party. Good job, GMAC. Alex, I can always count on you to bring the the sunshine to the, the program and, and point out the, the things that coincide with KFS <laughs> events that have nothing to do with us. Um,
2: here's what I will say: We made that that
1: that plan, like we set that date the day before the Ananobi trade. So actually, the Knicks are 15 and seven since the Knicks since we made that watch party date. Okay, so you're welcome, Alex. We actually are part of the reason that the Knicks turned around the franchise. I'll even, you know what? I'll even count on. I'll count the game that they lost to the Magic and I'll count the game they lost to the the Pacers because John and I had lunch at T-Squared on Friday because the trade was made on a Saturday. That Friday night, it was the 29th. They played the Magic and lost, made the trade at noon the next day and lost to the Pacers very shorthanded, right? So add those two. So they're 15-9 and since we set that date, Alex. You're welcome, Knicks fans. On behalf of Knicks Film School. Appreciate you, Alex. Just so focused, my man. Thank you for getting us through this GMAC crying emoji. Hey, I'm getting through it, too. (laughs) Believe me, I'm I'm pushing through it, too. I do believe everything I'm saying. I'll say this. Like, I, I do genuinely believe everything that I'm telling you guys. There's context. There's There's things to look forward to. There's a healthy version of this team that when it gets back, we might witness something special this year. I'm listening to every single pundit that's telling me like, oh, the healthy version of the Knicks looks going to be like a, a difficult team to play. I also watched this team go 15 and two with like pretty good health over that stretch. You know, I've watched what they've turned presses to into. I've watched what starter Isaiah Hartenstein has been. I watched the perfect fit that um, OG Ananobi was. So thank you Joe, ja, for the contribution. I hope everybody's getting through it tonight. Armand Bernajaj. Um, We were tweeting at each other during the game. At what point do these minutes injuries sour free agents from signing here? I know beating a dead horse, but just curious. Uh, I honestly don't think it matters at all. Josh Hart re-signed here. Dante DiVincenzo signed here. Isaiah Hartenstein signed here. J- Julius Randle re-signed here. And most importantly, Jalen Brunson signed here. So... Like I don't know the coach or the player that's been like, oh, I want to go to the Knicks, but they have Tibbs. So I really don't. I I genuinely don't think it matters. I think, I think maybe an agent steps in at a certain point. Like I do think that's part of why Hartenstein went to a minutes limit. Here's my big brain theory that may also have have some credence to it because of people I talk to. Um, the reason Tibbs was so much more willing to. Honor a minutes limit for Hartenstein, and less so willing to uh, have a longer leash with Quentin Grimes. Look at the representation. Is all I will say. Now that's like that. that honestly, is like sixty percent conjecture. We do know that Tibs soured on Grimes during the playoffs last year because he wouldn't play through injury, and then Hartenstein came back on a minutes limit and was playing like twenty-five minutes a game when he he like stretched his Achilles or whatever it was. He he injured his Achilles. Um I, I, I know it's cliche to talk about this, but the CAA of it all matters. So Armand, I I genuinely don't think that it's going to be like, oh, well, I would go to the Knicks, but my God, I, I might go there and, you know, have to play a ton of minutes. I think basketball players like playing basketball. You know, Josh Hart complains about it, but it's mostly in jest. You know, he loves playing for Tibbs. He loves playing like or the Knicks, you know? That's one thing I will say. We've heard from the locker room, like, once they... the During January, it was like, everybody understands their role. Like, everybody enjoys, like, playing together. Like, it's a very collectively good group. And then Jaime Hawkins Jr. stepped in. Kind of put a cramp in that for a little bit. So, yeah, I, I know you're mostly saying it in jest. I hope you're saying it in jest. I just... Knicks have done nothing but continue to sign these pieces that... I, Contribute in big ways. And, you know, that's with who the head coach has been. So, thank you, Armand. Gabriel Davis. Missing IQ and Quentin Grimes defense against second unit guards. Oh, you're not getting that back. Uh, This is where OG Ananobi returning will help. And... I, I mean... We do have to point out Josh Hart is somewhat also playing out of position. He will help against second unit guards. Um, When they can go to OG and Hart, second unit lineups, they'll help against second unit guards. Um, This is where I wondered, to to Alex's point earlier, about keeping Deuce in the rotation. When they do have a point guard they need to stop, is it just going to be put OG on them and see what happens? Or would they try lineups with Deuce and OG and Hart with the second unit, the spacing isn't isn't the best, but I also like OG could shoot, and Deuce has has shown that he can shoot. I think the the astronomical numbers that we saw earlier in the year don't uh, you can't say are necessarily real, but um, you know he he's shown a little bit more offensive ability than I think we all expected him to have in the past. Um, but yeah, your your point about missing IQ and Quentin Grimes' defense against second unit guards is is a fair one. I do think there is there there will be better. Better days when they're healthy that they're not completely picked on as as they seem to be getting picked on now. So, thank you, Gabe. Alex with one more. Plus side, we got two more chances this year to blow out Brooklyn. I need to go back to this box court because this is ridiculous. They lost 136-86. to The Cavs are up, up by one with five seconds left, by the way. So Boston was up 35-15 after one quarter. Then in the second quarter, they outscored the, the Nets 38-17. So that's 68-32 to at halftime. Then they outscored them by 10 in the third.
2: Brooklyn was healthy. I don't believe this. This was like a decent team for 20-something games. They should have to give us Mikkel Bridges, like for free. I'm officially on that train. We'll give them, we'll give, here,
1: Alex, you're up on screen right now. Alec Burks from Mikkel Bridges. We'll figure out this. Jeremy, don't chime in. Let me cook. This is what happens. Okay? This is, I'm allowing this to happen. I'm approving this trade. Cam Thomas, one of nine. Jeez. I'm confident that the Knicks will not lose by 50 next Saturday. By the way, I'm doing the post game with XJ that night. I'm confident the Knicks will not lose to the Celtics by 50. How the mighty have fallen. Jesus. Okay. Thank you, Alex. Next up, Jessica. I hope people really appreciate Randall, his talents, and his availability after his absence. Can't wait to see them healthy East champs dark horse. Um, I agree. DJ's been on this a ton, and I I mean I co-sign it. I I ride with Randall as as the the saying goes, Anthony Sixto's got a super chat in here, so uh, I'll wait for, for him to show up. Um, I think you don't know what you got till it's gone. I will say, Jessica, I'm not disagreeing with you. The bigger loss or an equally as big loss has been OG Ananobi. Um, I was curious to see what the team would look like when Randall was out and Ananobi potentially got a bigger role. I was curious to see what they did with just like a five out or, you know, bring Hartenstein in, in more pick and roll play, um, lineups. And we never got to see it because the moment that Randall went out, days later, like we never saw a game where it was Randall out and OG in. So, um, it's, it's both of them. Brandle, uh, hopefully, is being appreciated today. Uh, but, you know, it's, it, it's, it's collective. Everybody that they're missing, they're sorely missing at the moment. Like, I, the last two games, I think they win if they have Hartenstein. You know, maybe not today because of how, how bad some of these minutes were, uh, just as a team, or just how good or how hot the, the Orlando Magic were. But, you know, thank you, Jessica. For the contribution, and then one last one. Tibbs' minute. This is from Anthony Six, though. Tibbs' minutes narrative peeps feasting, but I take this as abundance, an abundance of fronts. Okay, let me restart this. Tibbs' minutes narrative peeps feasting, but I take this as an abundance of front office caution, which signals their eyes are set on bigger goals this year. Weirdly, giving me more confidence. #Hashtag Jeremy will jam again. Take the hint, Anthony. Love you, by the way. Um, yeah, it's why it's actually weird. Like Armand was going back and forth with me on Twitter. He was mostly like just screwing around, but like, how is John going to defend Tibbs tonight for that second quarter? And it's like the the alternative is Brunson plays forty eight minutes, and none of us would be happy about that. And he was like, "Yes, forty-eight. Play them all forty-eight minutes." It was like, "Make up your mind." And again, he was kidding, but like that, I think is where reigning in, like, like doing what you can. Like, we're not going to send you back to Tibbs unless you can play a Tibbs workload. And that's why I don't think Boyan played tonight. It's absolutely why Hartenstein hasn't played the past couple games. And it's absolutely why um, Divincenzo didn't play tonight. I will say. Jalen Brunson didn't play the final seven minutes and 20 seconds in this game, which I thought like showed growth. Like Tibbs actually punted the fourth quarter of the game. He read the room the way we did. <laughs> you know, I was stunned that he actually decided, you know what? It's, it's, there's seven minutes left. We were to put this one. And I just said, wow, right, one, two, three. Tibbs doesn't go to Cancun, right? I couldn't see that. There's no one, two, three can- Cancun for Tibbs. It's like, one, two, three, New Hampshire, you know, or Vermont. Like he's going to a log cabin to watch game tape on a VCR. Like that's, that's the Tom Thibodeau All Star break, right? That's how I imagine it, you know? So thank you, Anthony, for, for your contribution. And yes, better days are ahead. Bigger goals are, are there for us this season. So, um, I'm going to take two questions from, The regular chat. So you don't have to send in a super chat. And um, give me two questions. Random questions. They could be about the Knicks. They could be about baseball. They could be about movies. They could be about me if you want. Any random two questions. We're at 46 minutes. I want to try and get to at least 50 so we have like a full thing. Okay. Anybody anybody questions. Again, we'll give you just a quick out of town the what was the final score of that Cavs game? Cavs ended up winning 108-105. The Pacers ended up winning 127-125. Um again, I said the so Miami won. Charlotte beat the breaks off of Atlanta tonight. Charlotte since that trade is like 2-0. Um <laughs> so the first question I'll answer is from Ben Kim Gurvey. Uh, this actually is somewhat of a sad answer. Uh, he asks, uh, it's Valentine's Day. What's a friggin' newlywed or newlywed doing hosting a friggin' show? Uh, so the plan that we made, because I make the schedule like close to a month in advance, was that um, John would spend the night with his wife. And uh, originally we were going to do a playback tonight. And he was like, yeah, sure, it should be fine. We're not going to do anything. The kids are obviously like Dolores will go to bed early. Then he said, "Actually, I would actually like that night off." <laughs> and like I know we joked around about it at the end of the Fred pod, but like the conversation was like, "Okay, you take the night off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna host the post game. It'll be okay." Part of the reason why I say it's a sad thing is that the plan was for my wife to go be with her mother tonight. This is again, I'm breaking yourselves for for the sad. Uh, for those who remember from the summer. Uh, my father-in-law passed away. So this is my mother-in-law's first uh, Valentine's Day without him. So my wife and my sister-in-law, we're going to go hang out with her over uh, tonight. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, she got sick. (laughs) And with us going to Miami next week, the only thing that they did when she went over to the house was get some Valentine's Day gifts from her. And then she went right to bed. So she ended up uh, coming back to our place in Queens with my my sister in law, and the three of us watched this Knicks game. Well, really, they hung out while I watched the Knicks game. You know, it's funny. I had like half a page of notes from the first half that I wrote down on one of my legal pads. And then just at a certain point, I was watching Jacob Toppin. It's like, I don't, I'm not doing this. Like, there's just no point. I put my feet up, I, I cracked open a Red Bull. It's like, this, there's just no point. Um, so that's what I'm doing here, Ben. We are going out. I have a special night planned for her on Friday. Actually, we're we're going out to. I'll tell you guys because she doesn't watch this. So, one of our favorite restaurants. I've booked the reservation. Then we're going to a movie. Yeah, we got like we got like a fun night planned on Friday night. So, you'll. I mean, I won't report back. Just wish me luck on a Friday night. It'll be a fun time. So. Alex Fargo Tufo asks, better show, Community or New Girl? You just mentioned two of my blind spots, unfortunately. I have seen episodes of Community, so I'll say Community. Uh, I got nothing for you on, on New Girl. Uh, but thank you, Alex. Armand Bern- Bernadage, um, where do you think Snell is going? Armand, thank you for opening that, that gate. So, for those who don't know, Blake Snell is a pitcher in Major League Baseball. He won the Cy Young Award, which is the award for the best pitcher of the year in the National League. Um, He's still not signed. Baseball players are reporting to their teams right now. He is still not signed. In fact, baseball has like six or seven premier free agents. They're still not signed. And this is the opposite of what baseball has compared to... um, compared to uh, what the NBA has. like The NBA, there is an urgency. We do a live stream the day of free agency. With baseball, it's just like a slow rollout, right? Like, what the hell? The reigning Cy Young Award winner can't find a team going into spring training? What are we doing here? Like, you know, it's funny. The year of the strike, or the lockout, whichever it was, two years ago, where there was a very clear deadline when Manfred was going to lock out the players. It created an urgency. There was like a deadline. It was like, this is the first time that baseball's really had this where I'm tracking player movements and transactions because, you know, there's an, ur- there's a deadline to pay attention to. So, um, yeah, I, I have no idea where, where Snell ends up. I would think I thought Chicago for the longest time. I have a hot take. I don't hate what the Mets have done. This off season I actually think they've created a world where they're going to try and be the Brewers which the Brewers made the playoffs 6 of the last 7 years so I don't hate it. Um I would love to throw a one year deal at Blake Snell. Like worst case scenario he's bad and you you don't pitch him. Best case scenario he has a great year and if you're good great, if you're mediocre you trade him like you did Verlander. Um I don't I don't know. I I, I I think any team could use him if he's down to take a one-year deal at this point Armand. So, thank you for the question. Um, Two Super Chats came in. Look at y'all. Brian Oman. I hear Isaiah Thomas lives in New York City and would love to try and make a comeback. Maybe they should give him a run for 10 to 12 minutes a night to make sure JB doesn't fall victim to the same fate as others. Um, Isaiah Thomas...
2: To the Knicks, no, thank you. Thank you for the contribution.
1: Jalen Brunson has eight days off; he'll be fine. He also has backup options: in Deuce McBride and Alec Burks. You know, it's very like Jeremy made this point a couple of weeks ago that, like, he compared the Knicks to the Colts from a couple of years ago, or like the old, the, a, a couple of years ago, a decade ago, where. Someone was asking the GM of the Colts, like, well, what happens if Peyton Manning goes down? Like, your backup option needs to be good, right? And the GM answered, Peyton Manning goes down, we're fucked. Like, Brian, I understand what you're saying here. Yeah, Brunson goes down, we're fucked. I say Thomas isn't fixing that, or saving that, for that matter. Uh, I think they're, they have ad- adequate options, um, especially over these next eight days. They won't need an adequate option while Brunson is out. While, while they're not playing basketball games. So, thank you. And Kevin with another. Only thing I'm really annoyed about over this stretch is that we didn't get to see the OG JB without Randall. Annoying timing. Other than that, about expected. Yeah, it's the one thing that I was kind of looking... just intrigued by Kevin. I know this is like this is like a hot hand theory thing where like that was the thing they were uh, looking forward to as well. Actually, and I have talked about it. Like, he... XJ has a take that they haven't missed Randall at all. At least not missed him at all. I shouldn't put words into his mouth, but like, would you rather have Randall back or a second OG Ananobi, which again, speaks to the Mikael Bridges of it all. Um, I personally think they would miss Randall a lot more because of the gravity that he brings. I also just like, I know we get on him for his defensive effort at times. He is a big body that wears down other teams the way a second Ananobi wouldn't. um, I don't know. I I, I want both back. How's that? (laughs) That's that's what I'm looking forward to the rest of the season, is both back. Uh, So thank you. Oh, this is actually great. Dirty Dancer, if you could make one guy healthy, who would it be, GMAC? The answer is OG Ananobi, to be completely honest. (laughs) You know, I was intrigued by what this would look like. If it was one guy healthy, right now it's OG Ananobi, because he helps you on both sides of the ball. You know, probably Hartenstein, to be honest, if I if I really thought about it, would also be the, the second best answer. But OG and OB would absolutely be my, my first answer. Um Okay.
2: One more question, y'all. One more question.
1: Jessica asks what my favorite rock band is. Jessica, if I've disappointed you in the past, um, you know how very little <laughs> very few uh, rock bands i pay attention to so I don't know if I necessarily have one Um. Oh, here we go here's a good one Keanu
2: Ruiz feels like that's a play on like Keanu
1: Reeves but it's just Keanu Reeves okay uh, GMAC who would you want to play in the first round so I know they're 0-3 I think my answer is still Orlando, but the Knicks have to be fully healthy for that, because you could put Paolo on Or put OG and Obi on Paolo. Um, you could put You could put OG on Paolo. Randall has feasted against the magic this year. Them together creates enough attention that I think you can get around. I, here's the, the I'm breaking it down too much. I think the Knicks could outscore the the Magic in a seven game series. Enough, like they could match their defensive intensity and then shut them down offensively enough. Like the Magic, the Knicks win that in five. So, um, yeah. Thank you. Um, by the way, Jessica's mad at me in the chat for dismissing her music questions? No, it's not dismissing. It's that I'm uh, I'm not going to disappoint you. So I'd rather not disappoint you with my music answers. I'm really not a rock band person. I'm a hip hop guy. So that's the that's the question to ask me. Of course, XJ chimes in with a super chat. GMAC is the goat. Where did you get that fire hat, by the way?
2: So you can get this hat or this hat Or this hat at the Nick's Film School
1: store, which is at Nick Film School. S-K-O-O-L. Okay? There's a link in the description of this episode. You can go there. We have them in white. Well, this is black. You have them in black. We have them in white. We have them in blue. We have them with a black hat and then a gray bill that is out in my living room. But... All these hats, these KFS hats, are available. You should go check them out. Okay.
2: I think
1: that will do it for tonight's show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Greatly appreciate all of you that tuned in on Valentine's Day. Uh, Before you get out of here, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, tell your friends about KFS if you can. Um, We'll be back on the other side of the All-Star break. We do have, with post-game shows, I should say, we have stuff coming out over the next week or so. I believe there's a casual Friday coming out. We have pods already recorded, ready to go for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. My Monday as of right now is to record two pregame pods that will release on Thursday when they play the Sixers and then on Saturday when they play the Celtics. And then Tuesday, no one be, will know where to find me because I'm, I'm leaving the state and taking a much needed break. Um, but thank you everybody for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the all-star break. Hopefully you had some fun tonight and got your mind off an annoying loss. And until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And I'll speak with you soon. Peace.